Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. All righty, welcome to Vitality Radio. It's another beautiful Saturday. I am your host each and every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. It's good to have you with me, to be with you on your Saturday morning. Thank you for the time that you invest listening to Vitality Radio. I really appreciate every minute that you give me your ear. And I hope that the information that I give you is the kind of information that you need to help improve your own health and ultimately get to the, the level of vitality that you desire for you and your family. If you like what you hear on Vitality Radio, go tell somebody. We need to build this audience and build awareness of the things that we teach about health and nutrition here. So I appreciate your help spreading the word. Now, today we have a lot of great stuff. This is a varied show, uh, not one or two topics, but about five or six, and a lot of good information for you. Some really interesting stuff going on with food right now, Uh, some pretty scary, some pretty exciting and uh, some really good information for you on a few other topics as well. But before I get into the topics of the show, I need to remind you that Vitality Radio is always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful at 107 South, 500 West. You can call us there about anything that you hear on the show, 801-292-6662. And here to serve your health needs. Again, if you have questions about Vitality Radio or anything that has to do with your health, give us a call, 801-292-6662. And if you want to interact with the show, a great place to do that is on Facebook, facebook.com slash Vitality Radio, or just search Vitality Radio on Facebook, you'll find us. And if you like that page, you'll get all kinds of information some of which I share on the show, a lot of the stuff that I don't have time to share on the show, and uh, everything that is on there is uh, stuff that I consider really important information for you. So you can certainly jump on there and check that out. But you can also interact by asking questions, posting comments, uh, whatever you feel the need to tell me about. That's a great place to do it. Okay, so on the show today, we're going to talk about a few things that are very interesting and uh, I'll, I'll get into some rantable stuff here in a minute. But before I get into that, the primary topics of the show are going to be about food supplements that you may have heard about. Maybe you've tried them. But these are ones that I'm really excited about that I think you need to know about and that I think just about everybody can benefit from. The number one thing we're going to talk about is digestive enzymes. Digestive enzymes are something I bet you've heard of, maybe you've tried. Some people out there probably uh, using them and just absolutely religiously relying on them for helping with their digestion. But most people, I think, are a little in the dark on this. And I consider it one of the big vital five, the five things that every person on this planet would benefit from. And digestive enzymes will be a big topic. If you're dealing with digestive discomfort, digestive issues, whether it's anything from the top like acid reflux to the bottom like constipation, enzymes are fantastic and a huge key to health. And we'll talk a lot about that. We're also going to talk about greens. A lot of people have heard about greens. I've discussed them here on Vitality Radio before. You eat 
vegetables, hopefully. Most of us in America eat far fewer than we should. We did a talked about a study on Vitality Radio about a month ago where they determined that people are eating, on average, less than two servings a day. One and a half or less, actually, is the average of green vegetables and, well, actually, that was just vegetables. And unfortunately, they lump things like potatoes into that, which are not the most health-promoting vegetable out there. So in reality, people are getting far less greens than they should, and there are some things that you can do to boost that up aside from just adding broccoli to your plate every night. We'll talk about that. And we're going to talk about something that I consider one of nature's most perfect foods, and that is garlic. Absolutely amazing stuff. So we're going to go over a lot of foods and things that you should know about to help you digest food. And we're going to talk about our buddies over at McDonald's. What's going on at McDonald's right now? You'll find out, and it's actually, I think, really good news, not necessarily for them, but it is for us as a consumer nation. And of course, I have to talk about what's going on with Congress, and that is actually the topic of my morning rant. In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. Yeah, it is. And this is a biggie. In fact, I would have brought it to you last week uh, had I not been out of town on a little family vacation. We're about 10 days late on this as far as uh, sharing the news. But if you haven't heard already, there's something that's happened at Congress. It's a bad deal. It's called the Dark Act. Now, of course, Mike Pompeo, the the uh, congressman from Kansas who does not care one bit about your health but cares a tremendous amount about his pocketbook, he is trying to pass this legislation and he has gotten it through Congress on a landslide. 275 to 150 was the final count. It wasn't even close. He calls it the uh, blah, 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 healthy, blah, accurate, blah, food labeling, blah bill or something like that. A bunch of garbage, and the blah, blah, blahs are actually more accurate than what he's calling it. it. has to do with the food safety and accuracy and all this stuff. But we call it the Dark Act, which is the def- denying Americans the right to know what is in your food. Do you know that there have been five, five, well, there have been a lot more than five, but there are five that I will share with you. Um surveys that have been done on the American citizenry about genetically modified organisms in terms of just should we have them labeled on packaged foods so that we know whether or not our food is genetically modified. And the average of these surveys has been about 93% of Americans say, yes, we want to know. The lowest of all surveys that have been done show 80% of Americans want to know, the highest 95% of Americans want to know, and 93% is the average, which means that more people 
want to know if genetically modified organisms are in their food than like apple pie. Now, what do they say? Baseball and apple pie, hot dogs, that's what that's Americana, right? That stuff. Well, the truth is 93% of people want to know about genetically modified organisms in their food. That's more people than like baseball. That's more people than like apple pie, and that's more people than eat hot dogs. And that's a fact because we know those numbers as well, and all of them are lower than 93%. So what is the deal with Mike Pompeo and his cronies in Congress that don't want you to know? Well, I'll tell you what the deal is. They're getting paid. They're getting paid a lot. So let's listen to this, and I'll tell you what their bill actually is because it's a joke. But this thing is crazy. The campaigns of representatives Colin Peterson, Frank Lucas, Rodney Davis, Mike Conaway, and Kurt Schrader – these are a combination of Democrats and Republicans – all co-sponsors of the legislation known as the Dark Act received six-figure dollar amounts from providers of agricultural services and products – That's one segment of the agribusiness sector during just the 2014 election cycle. So each of them received at least $100,000 from the people that want this bill to pass, the food growers of America, the Cargills, the Monsantos, the Grocery Manufacturers Association. These are all bad people who do not care about your health. It's very simple. Representative Mike Pompeo and G.K. Butterfield – Uh, one Republican, one Democrat, they say uh, they're the two original sponsors, and they just happen to be the two most, or sorry, the two current House members receiving the most money from the Grocery Manufacturing Association. Now, the Grocery Manufacturing Association is concerned about selling you groceries. They are not concerned about your health. And they've spent $4.1 million lobbying on all issues so far this year, almost as much as they spent all of 2014. So they're, they're gaining fast on their lobbying budget because they're trying really hard. And 14 different lobbying reports mentioned this particular act. After the Grocery Manufacturing Association, the next two biggies are PepsiCo. Now, remember, PepsiCo is not just Pepsi. They also own Taco Bell and KFC and uh, what's that other – poisonous food joint they own um oh shoot i can't remember is it uh it's not is it burger king it's not burger king anyway it doesn't matter things you shouldn't eat okay things you shouldn't eat they own those places they've spent 2.5 million lobbying this year and monsanto has spent 2.6 million lobbying this year they have mentioned the bill most frequently because monsanto just about dries up and blows away if gmos get exposed So, all told, the 230 Republicans and 45 Democrats who voted to pass the bill collectively received over $30 million from the agribusiness sector and food and beverage industry just last year. That's an average of about $110 million, or sorry, $110,000, $110,000 per member. That's nearly three times as much as the average of the lawmakers who voted against the Dark Act. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Three times as much money going to the people who voted for than the people who voted against. Imagine that. For all the election cycles since 1990, more than $115 million has gone to those who voted for the legislation this week with an average of $418,000 per member compared to almost 
$25 million, or only $171,000 per member. So again, about triple the amount going to the people who voted for versus the people who voted against the Dark Act. So what is the Dark Act? Now that we know that it was bought and paid for by the food manufacturers, what is the Dark Act? The Dark Act is a non-mandatory, also known as voluntary labeling system. In other words, if Kellogg's, for instance, wants to tell you that there are genetically modified organisms in their food, they can. Yes, there is silence there for a reason. They can. They can now. They can say right now, hey, the corn and cornflakes is genetically modified. But why in the world would they do that? In fact, in 1994, one of the lead people over at Monsanto said that if we end up having to label foods with genetically modified organisms, we might as well put a skull and crossbones on it. <laughs> it's because consumers, for the most part, don't like these things. Even if they don't understand them, they don't like the idea of fish being spliced into apples. It's just not right. It's a problem. Even if you think it's safe, it's good for the economy, it's going to feed all the third world nations, which, by the way, is a bunch of garbage anyway. All you have to do is look at the studies, and we prove that GMOs don't do any of that. They just make food manufacturers rich and American people sick. 60-plus other countries, including third world nations who can barely feed themselves, label genetically modified foods, or better yet, have banned them. And yet, in this country, the country that is supposed to be the land of the free, well, we're not, because 93% of people have spoken and Congress isn't listening. Imagine that. So here's the deal. You can go online. All you've got to do is Google the Dark Act. There are a bunch of different pages, a bunch of different petitions you can sign. I would recommend you go to every one you can find, sign every petition, send letters specifically to your congressman and your senators. And if you're in Utah, every single congressman in Utah voted for the Dark Act. Your representative voted for the Dark Act, with the exception of one. And I'm sorry, I didn't write it down. I think it's Bishop didn't vote for it, but he didn't vote against it. He abstained. So basically, all of them need a smack in the face and a wake-up call from the people who voted them into office to tell them that they are not serving us. They are serving big interests, corporate interests. They're going where the money is instead of going where the people are, and they need to stop because we will unelect them. That's what we need to do. The Dark Act is bad. It would prevent states from having the right to mandate genetically modified organism labeling. This is a bad deal. Now, here's the good news. It has not passed the Senate. In fact, it may not even get to the Senate. There's somebody else, uh, a senator, that's looking to rewrite a similar bill to try and pass it through the Senate. And then that would have to go back to Congress. So there's still a big fight ahead. But the first big leap has been won by the bad guys. And we've got to stand up and do our thing. So Google it, the Dark Act. If you have questions about how to figure this out, call us 801-292-6662. I will post on Facebook multiple different links to things that you can do. And I would recommend that you send a message to your congressman and tell him you're ashamed of the way that he 
voted or she voted on this bill because they did us a disservice and they simply are proving that they don't care what the people say they care who's putting money in their pocket okay that's the rant for today it's a bunch of junk it's got me all fired up which means the rest of the show should be high energy and hopefully very very good we're going to talk about digestive health specifically digestive enzymes i don't know if that sounds exciting or boring to you but i'll tell you that it's actually very exciting what these can do for you we'll talk about that When we come back, and you're listening to Jared St. Clair on Vitality Radio. Insurgent Sports Nutrition is a brand new sports supplement company with a unique philosophy, refuse to conform. In the sports nutrition industry, one company starts something and has some success and everyone else tends to follow their lead. What you end up with is a bunch of Me Too products that don't add up to anything special. What you typically see on the market are formulas with all kinds of ingredients that look good on the label, but do very little to advance your training and performance. At Insurgents, our motto is, everything you need, nothing you don't. While many brands put the right ingredients in a product, most don't put the right dose. There are clinical trials for a reason, to prove not only if an ingredient works, but also how much of that ingredient it takes to provide the desired effect. At Insurgents, we won't add an ingredient to a formula unless we can add the clinically effective dose. Our first formula is our Insurgents pre-workout. Pre-workouts nowadays are a dime a dozen. They even sell them at the big box stores. The vast majority of pre-workouts on the market are overdosed on caffeine and other stimulants and underdosed on the stuff that actually increases your performance. Insurgents pre-workout has all of the most critical ingredients to improve endurance, strength, energy, and without the crash that comes with a mega dose of stimulants. Insurgents pre-workout comes with or without caffeine and has no additional stimulants. If you want a truly effective, hype-free pre-workout that tastes great, is free of artificial colors, and absolutely does the job, refuse to conform and join the Insurgents. For more information about Insurgents pre-workout, call Vitality Nutrition 801 292 6662. That's 801-292-6662. Yeah, it got stupid in Congress 10 days ago when they voted for the Dark Act. I want you to really think about this and take your time to actually make your voice heard. We still have a voice in this country, and I have proof because guess what's happening at McDonald's? You're listening to Vitality Radio. I'm Jared St. Clair. And you can call if you have any questions about any of this, 801-292-6662. Good things are happening at McDonald's. The best thing that could possibly happen at McDonald's, they're closing locations. They're going to close 700 this year. In fact, they've already closed 350. they got 350 to go. That's not just in this country. It's in Japan. It's in China, mostly Japan, China, and America. And why do I say that's a good thing? Well, we're not talking about the economy here because the truth is that people are going to spend their money to eat regardless of whether they're spending at McDonald's or anywhere else. We're talking about people saying, I don't love McDonald's anymore. (laughs) See, because here's the thing. McDonald's has been around since 1955. And since 1970, when they've tracked this, they've never closed more stores than they've opened. This year, they will close 400 more than they open. 
So a net loss of 400 stores. That's because they're underperforming. In fact, the first quarter of 2015, the first quarter of 2015, they're down 11% in sales. They let go of their CEO. They hired a new CEO. They're trying to revamp everything over there because things are not as golden under the golden arches as they used to be. Now, why am I excited about this? It's because I have a thing against McDonald's? Well, not really. I mean, McDonald's is just maybe the big symbol along with Coke or Gatorade or some of these other companies of um, stuff that's really bad for you that we eat too much of that we shouldn't. But what's interesting is there is a shift for six plus years on Vitality Radio. In fact, it'll be seven in a couple of months. I have been telling you that we vote with our dollar, that our wallet matters the most. And we know this because we just saw how cash pays for votes in Congress. Not that you didn't already know that. If you didn't know that, you're living under a rock. But cash is king. And who has more cash than anybody? We, the American consumer. We have an unbelievable amount of cash between us all. And we pay for the things that we use with that cash, and that is how we cast our most critical vote, far more critical than what you do at the ballot box. Because if you don't buy Big Macs, and you don't buy Diet Coke, and you don't buy Gatorade, Pepsi, or Taco Bell, or any of these things, then you're telling them, I'm not interested in what you're selling, so you better sell something better. So this is what's interesting. I read several articles about this McDonald's thing. And one of the big things that happened in the, or that they talked about in those articles in every single one was a little company, it's not so little anymore, called Chipotle. Now, you guys have heard of Chipotle. Have you ever eaten at Chipotle? Do you know what Chipotle is all about? Well, Chipotle is a Mexican grill, okay? They've got a bunch of stores. I forgot to look it up. I was going to look up how many stores they have. Patrick, do you mind looking up how many locations Chipotle has for me? Let's see if we can figure this out. Chipotle, though, is not a direct competitor to McDonald's. I mean, I wouldn't consider a place that sells a $7 burrito a competitor to someone who sells a dollar chicken sandwich. They just It's not the same. The only way that they're competition is you can get a reasonably quick meal at both places. Now, Chipotle would not be considered fast food by most people, although you can get a delicious burrito and under two or three minutes at Chipotle. That's pretty fast. Patrick tells me there's 1,700 Chipotle restaurants. There are 14,300 McDonald's restaurants in this country. So they are well over, what? what is that, over eight times the size, nine times the size of Chipotle? Well, Chipotle is scaring the heck out of McDonald's because what's happening is they're growing like a weed and McDonald's is shrinking for the first time in their history. So how is Chipotle hurting McDonald's? I think it's just options. Because this is what you get at Chipotle. You get non-genetically modified food. That's their pledge. In fact, I think officially, it's the beginning of 2016, if I remember correctly, that they will no, no longer serve anything with genetically modified uh, organisms in their food. Don't quote me on that. I can't remember the date exactly, but I think it's January 2016 that they've they've said they'll have them all out of their menu. Now, mostly they aren't serving them now, uh, but occasionally they do if they can't get sourcing for a type of corn or something like that. But at Chipotle, in the next year or so, they'll also have 
all their tortillas will actually be raised um, with or, or manufactured, and the rising agent will be sourdough rather than genetically modified yeast. They serve clean beef, chicken, and pork, not using steroids and hormones and antibiotics. If you eat at Chipotle, you are eating out. You could probably still eat healthier at home, but you can eat pretty darn healthy at Chipotle without getting all the garbage. Now, you want to ignore their soda machine. They still sell Coke. Not quite sure why, but hey, that's a story for another time. Another time. The point of the matter is that Chipotle's growing like a weed. McDonald's is shrinking. That is a major, major, major shift in the way that we're spending our money. It's a big deal because we're having to spend more money at Chipotle to get the same amount of calories, but we're apparently willing to spend more money there because of the clean, good food that they're eating than spend less money at McDonald's and buy that garbage. So there you have it. Chipotle versus McDonald's, David versus Goliath maybe. (laughs) David's winning. That's cool. So vote with your wallet. Okay, now on to the next topic. It is a big one. It's a really big one for me because I believe this might be one of the biggest keys to health, and that is something called digestive enzymes. I'm going to introduce what they are, then we're going to take a quick break, and then I'll explain all the details that you need to know. When you eat food, your digestive system does not absorb the food. It absorbs the nutrients from the food, and there is a process involved there. Now, this is all really simple. But it's really important, and it actually gets kind of complex. When the food hits the mouth, it starts the digestive process right there with something called digestive enzymes. Then it gets into the stomach, and the process continues with stomach acid and the enzymes. And then it gets to the duodenum as it empties from the stomach and into the intestinal tract. Enzymes are produced there as well. It's these enzymes that break down proteins, fats, carbohydrates, sugar, starches, everything you eat. Enzymes play a major role in the breakdown of those foods, which means that the nutrients in those foods, now this doesn't apply as much to, say, a McDonald's meal as it might to a Chipotle meal because there's far less nutrition in a McDonald's meal, but regardless... What enzymes do is make the whole process work much more smoothly. So if you're dealing with gassiness and bloating after meals, if you're dealing with discomfort and the sensation of feeling like you've got a rock in your stomach after you eat, if you don't feel very well even after just a few bites of a meal, uh, if you have acid reflux, if you have constipation, if you have chronic diarrhea or irritable bowel syndrome, Anything like that, enzymes can play a role. We're going to talk about how they work, why they work, and what to do with them when we come back. You're listening to me, Jared St. Clair, on Vitality Radio. After decades of helping people with their nutritional supplement needs, I have observed something that seems almost universal. People seem to have a lot of products that they have experimented with. Some might have been recommended by a blogger online, others from a magazine article, and yet another by a friend or family member. Information is coming at us at a rapid pace nowadays, and everyone has an opinion. 
The problem is that there is only one really big wild card in health and nutrition, and that wild card is you. I know you've heard the infomercials, seen the ads, or talked to that neighbor who has that cure-all product that can do it all for your health. The problem is that supplement doesn't exist. What's right for your neighbor isn't always right for you. At Vitality Nutrition, we've been asking the right questions for years. What I mean by this is, we don't just sell supplements, we consult with our clients and ask them the key questions needed to make sure we match the right supplement to the right person. If you feel better about a team approach to your health, give us a call and one of our well-educated Vitality team members will answer your questions and help you find just what it is that you need to address your health concerns naturally. You can reach us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or drop us an email. Info at vitalityradiopod.com. That's info at vitalityradiopod.com. All righty, you're back listening to me, Jared St. Clair, on Vitality Radio. Vitality Radio is always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful. You can call us if you have any questions, 801-292-6662. Okay, now back to digestive enzymes. So digestive enzymes are, are an interesting thing because they're something that we should all understand, but they just simply don't talk about them much in high school health class. They do, however, talk about things like microwaving your vegetables because that's the safest and healthiest way to eat your vegetables. Yeah, can you believe they told my kids that? Can you believe that's what the government's telling our kids about health? Yeah, these people are insane. You cannot trust your health to the government. Okay, that was rant number two for the day. But let's go back. What's the deal with enzymes? Well, the basics of it are this. We have lots of enzymes tons of them that our bodies can produce. But you can run out. Literally, you can run out. There's a finite level. It's like a bank account that only allows for withdrawals, not deposits. And most of us in America have eaten too many meals at McDonald's or too little raw food. And we have not, we, we've utilized a high percentage of the enzymes that the good Lord blessed us with. And now we need them. I tell people that after the age of 30, you probably need enzymes. In many cases, it's much younger than that. But frankly, anybody can benefit from them, even children, because if you take enzymes, your body will have to produce less and you'll be able to maintain a higher level of enzyme uh, production in the future when you get old like me. I just turned 43 yesterday. Now, that's not old compared to some of you listening. It's really old compared to others. But regardless of whether or not that's old to you, it is the prime age where somebody should definitely be taking <laughs> digestive enzymes. And I've been taking enzymes for a while, but I've been pretty sporadic with my enzyme consumption. And over the last few weeks, I've been taking them very, very consistently. And it's very interesting what I've noticed. The biggest single thing that I've noticed is a bigger increase in energy. I've been really tired the last two days, like exhausted tired, because my two little ones have been keeping me up at night. But aside from those two nights and following days, I've actually felt really, really good energy-wise. And I think the ex excessive amount of enzymes I've been taking is I've been kind of experimenting with things, experimenting with my body to kind of see what goes on with the higher level of enzymes has really paid dividends. That's one of the biggest things that they do because of a couple of things. The enzymes that you take when you eat a meal 
are critical because they help to break down the nutrition, or sorry, the food into the nutrients that you need. So again, I told you that protein, for instance, let's just say you eat a piece of chicken. Your body's going to start breaking down that chicken with the enzymes that you currently are producing as well as your stomach acid. If you take additional enzymes, you're going to get more amino acids out of that chicken, which means that you'll get more nutrition out of the protein that you eat, better digestion, better elimination, less heartburn, all those types of things reduce and improve the overall digestive process just by adding enzymes into the process itself. So that's a big deal. But the other things that enzymes do that are truly amazing is any enzymes that are left over at the end of a meal or if you take enzymes in between meals, they help to clean up the blood and digest and break down the stuff in the blood that shouldn't be there, that doesn't need to be there, and that really improves our overall energy because it makes the nutrition level uh, the the uh, balance in the blood much, much better. But also by breaking down the food more easily, we're expending less energy simply just digesting food. Now, what's the big deal with digestion? One of the biggest issues that people have with digestion, did you know that it's chronic stress? This is the most common reason for digestive enzyme problems in our body because our body has two modes. It has the sympathetic otherwise known as fight or flight, most of us have heard of that, or the parasympathetic, which is the rest and digest. When we're in fight or flight mode, digestive is given a very low priority, which means digestive function, including digestive enzyme output, is dialed down. Chronic stress puts you in a constant fight or flight mode, which equals impaired digestive system or sorry, digestive enzyme output and impaired digestibility of all foods. Managing chronic stress is a vitally important part of restoring a healthy digestive tract. And I know that sounds strange, stress, digestion, but I think most people that have chronic stress or have had high levels of stress recognize that it does literally impact you in the gut, in the stomach. You can feel it there. Most of us, typical day, we're cramming food into our faces at our desks while we're at work or in between doing stuff with the kids or running them around places. And then we're on to the next job, task, project, whatever it is. And we're not giving ourselves time to actually digest our food. It would be wise, very, very wise, to take your time and relax during your meals. I think one of the great things about a family dinner is that you can sit down and relax with your family and just talk about what's been going on that day. Enjoy the time, relax, digest your food. It's a big deal. But we don't do that very much in this country. And because of that chronic stress, because of the overly processed foods where all the enzymes are cooked out of the food, the only way you can get extra enzymes from your food is through raw food. And we just simply don't eat enough in this country. I highly encourage you to eat more raw food as well. So eating raw food, relaxing and calming down and taking a few really good, solid, deep breaths before you eat while you're eating and after you eat, giving yourself time to process that, all extremely helpful. But if life just is simply kind of driving you crazy, or if you have some of these, and we're going to get a little graphic here, okay? So I'm sorry, if you don't like talking about poop, well, we're going to talk about it here. But if you get gas or bloating after your meals, if you have that sensation I talked about before where you feel like you've got something crammed into your stomach or something heavy like a rock, or you ate an entire loaf of bread even though you only ate one piece. If you feel full after eating just a few bites, if you have undigested food in your stool, 
If you have floating stools, okay, and a, a, occasional floating piece, that's fine. But if you have consistently floating stools, that's a problem. You know, there's a great book. It's now out of print. You can get it online, used. You just have to look a little hard. It's called What Is Your Poo Telling You? Yeah, that's what it's called. And I get a lot of laughs because it's on display in my office. But it's a pretty important book, actually. A lot of information in the output of what's coming out of your body. You know, we talk about what's going into our bodies a lot on Vitality Radio, but we ought to be paying attention to what's coming out as well. And if you ever see what looks like an oil slick in the toilet, that means that you've probably got some pretty serious digestive issues going on with digesting fats. And one of the enzymes, lipase, can help to break those down, but you also need to look at your liver and gallbladder at that point. So there, any of these things, digestive enzymes can help. Any kind of IBS-type symptoms, any of that kind of stuff. Digestive enzymes can be taken as a supplement. It's very simple. There are two that I am a huge fan of, but there are a lot of really good ones out there. But you want to make sure you're getting a good high-potency one. One of my favorites is called Assimilate. Assimilate digestive enzymes is a very simple, nothing, no extra bells or whistles. It's just enzymes, but the enzymes there help you to break down milk. They help you break down protein. They help you to break down fats and carbohydrates. And it's a very simple product to take. One or two capsules with a meal can make a huge difference. That's actually the one that I'm taking. And I'm really, really liking the Assimilate Enzymes, a neat product. And it's not real expensive either. You get, uh, is it uh, 240 capsules, I believe is the size of the bottle, a bunch of capsules there. Uh, And 240 capsules, it's like 39 bucks. 240 capsules is going to last you a long time. Really, really great product. I love that one. If you've got more severe issues, all this different stuff that I've been talking about, and you're really upset in your stomach, then you've heard about Back on Tract on the show. Back on Tract, one of the things that makes it work so well is it's loaded with digestive enzymes, but it also has probiotics and herbs to help balance uh, an unhappy digestive tract. Also a great formula. I would encourage you to try both. And I'll give you a challenge. Try either one of these things, digestive enzymes, either the assimilate enzymes or the back on track. And if you're not satisfied, if you can't tell a difference in how you feel, whether it's more energy or it's less of these digestive discomfort symptoms, we'll give you your money back at Vitality because I am convinced that you will love what digestive enzymes do for you. They really really make a big difference, and the majority of Americans really would benefit from taking them. Okay, so I'm going to run out of time as usual, and so we're going to uh, have to skimp out on diet, on garlic. I will say this about garlic. One of the most amazing foods in the world, please include it in your meals. Use it a lot. It's amazing. But if you're interested in the supplemental benefits and what it can do for prevention of things like heart disease, you should really look into something called aged garlic extract. It's made only by a company called Kyolic, and I believe they have the best stuff out there. If you have more questions, you can ask us at Vitality. But I will do this topic on Vitality Radio very soon. But today I want to talk about something called macro greens and Miracle Reds, in particular because it is back-to-school season. Let's talk about the kids' versions of these because I am completely in love with these products. Like, personally, I'm in love with these products, but especially for my kids. They have one called Macro Cocoa Greens for kids. And what this is is it's 3.5 billion units of probiotics. It's got your essential vitamins and minerals and even trace minerals, which, of course, you know I love. It's got three plus servings of fruits and vegetables per serving. 
It is raw superfood. It has powerful antioxidants. And if you mix this in some milk, preferably almond milk, coconut milk, rice milk, or something like that, or raw milk is good. But if you mix this in some milk, even half milk and half water, and you give it to your kids and they don't think it is incredibly tasty, I'll be shocked. In fact, I'll buy it back from you because the stuff is awesome. If they're using Carnation Instant Breakfast, and please tell me they're not. But if they are, let's get rid of that stuff. Let's replace it with this stuff. It's got 70% less sugar than that stuff. If they're drinking Ovaltine, please tell me they're not. But if they are, let's replace it with this stuff. 70% less sugar and all of that nutrition I just talked about and no negative ingredients, no high fructose corn syrup, no artificial ingredients. It's gluten-free. It's even vegetarian, even vegan. And it is so good. Like, yeah, really, really good. <laughs> you got to try it. It is amazing stuff. We love it at Vitality, and you've got to have it. We usually have free ser- samples available in a little uh, drink machine up front. Please come and ask for them. And today, if you mention Vitality Radio, today and through the end of the week, the end of next week, you can get a f- uh, free sample, yes, but you can also get 25% off of any of the cocoa greens, the regular greens for adults, the reds for adults or kids. They're all amazing, great products. you got to try them. Just amazing nutrition in a really, really simple format that actually tastes delicious. The regular greens or the reds in a little bit of apple juice are so tasty, and you can get your kids and your grandkids to drink these, I promise awesome stuff. My kids love them. Okay, so that's that. Okay, to end out the show, we have Holly Draper. You've heard her before on Vitality Radio. She is an internationally certified and registered aromatherapist. She holds the two highest certifications in aromatherapy that you can have, and her level of education is awesome because she gets to teach us things like she's going to today, which is really, really cool. We're going to talk about how to correctly use essential oils kind of in general terms and uh, to make sure you're using them correctly the different ways that they can be used safe versus unsafe all that kind of stuff so holly tell us first just what are the different ways that people can use essential oils thank you jared so there's a lot of people who ask me oh, is this safe to do? Is this safe to do? And I find several of the same questions coming to me. So I thought it would be fun just to talk about safety issues. Okay. So the very, very first one is peppermint oil is an amazing oil. You've heard me talk about it before. One of my very favorite oils, but there, it does have a safety issue to it that you cannot use peppermint essential oil on children under the age of three. Now that's because essential oils, the chemicals are really, really concentrated. This does not apply to the herb peppermint, but it does apply to the essential oil because we're talking about incredibly concentrated chemicals. The problem is, is there's high levels of menthol in peppermint oil, and they can actually cause a spasm in the larynx and cause suffocation. And Mm. so that has been an issue uh, that has been well known with peppermint. So we just avoid peppermint oil with kids, all kids under the age of three years old. You can use spearmint is okay, but not peppermint. Does that include diffusing it? That absolutely includes diffusing it. In fact, never diffuse an oil around a child under the age of three. You can do it if it's in a different room. You can definitely use peppermint oil because it's phenomenal for like headaches and then walk around that child, but just don't hold like a baby up to your head. If you have peppermint on your head, 
for headaches. Mm, Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. So we got to be careful with that one. Uh, what about wintergreen oil? It's one of the my favorite scents. I love how wintergreen smells. But you told oh. me something that made me kind of yeah. unhappy. Wintergreen. <laughs> I agree with you. It smells amazing. However, wintergreen is one of uh, the toxic oils. Most good aromatherapy books actually in the very front have a list of toxic oils that are not to be used in home aromatherapy stuff like penny royale and sassafras stuff you don't Mm -hmm. hear about because they're very very toxic right interestingly enough wintergreen is always on that list wintergreen is a toxic oil to the body it is so toxic that it actually is recommended not to be used in home aromatherapy there are several issues with wintergreen but just a couple are it's a neurotoxin so when you use Use it on or in your body. It literally goes in and targets the brain and the central nervous system and is a poison. The other thing is it really, really thins your blood to dangerous levels. And so people who use a lot of wintergreen oil, um, I've even talked to a lot who have had bloody noses and bleeding issues because their blood is thin and it can actually cause internal hemorrhaging. It's very dangerous oil not to use. So I never use a a wintergreen oil. I don't even sell it as a single in my Purify Skin Therapy Mm -hmm. line. And I don't use it in any of my blends for that very reason. Very interesting. Okay, and what about what you call the hot oils? Yes, and so there are hot oils, which I call them hot because when you put them on your skin, if it's a good oil, it heats up and actually feels hot on your skin. Oils like oregano, thyme, chemotype thymol, cinnamon, and clove. And if you've used essential oils, you know what I'm talking about. These are the these are the four main hot oils. There's also like mountain savory and some of the savories. But these are the hot oils. So with hot oils, even for healthy adults, you don't want to put them in your mouth and swallow them because it can affect your mucosal membrane and it can actually harm you. So that's not the best application of hot oils. Hot oils for healthy adults, you want to either apply them Uh, externally on the soles of your feet or take them in a capsule so they bypass that mucosal membrane. Now, another thing about hot oils is you never, ever use those hot oils on children under the age of 10 years old because they don't have a fully developed liver and there are chemicals in those hot oils that can actually harm underdeveloped livers. Okay. And speaking of uh, these hot oils, they have, it's, you're, you're not talking like you are with wintergreen, they are. They have great uses. Absolutely. Just yeah. certain things shouldn't be done. Absolutely. There's just safety issues with yeah. certain oils that mo- people who use essential oils should know about these safety yeah. issues, and most people don't. Yeah, agreed. And a lot of the stuff that you've taught me that way, I had no idea. And unfortunately, we, we sometimes, I think, think, you know, something's natural. And so it's good for us, right? And... To a degree, that's true, uh, but we also oftentimes think that because something's natural, it's safe. And again, to a degree, that is true. But we are talking about things that are 70 to 100 times concentrated. And when you get to that point, I mean, obviously, you can sprinkle oregano on your pizza, and it's fine. But we're not talking about sprinkling oregano. We're talking about the really, really hot stuff that can cause issues. So, so just to be clear, there are safe ways and unsafe ways to use essential oils. Holly, thanks for joining us again today. Thank you, Jared. All right. Thank you for listening to Vitality Radio. I'm Jared St. Clair, and it's good to bring it to you every, month, every week. And we'll see you next week on Vitality Radio. Thank you.
been listening to the Vitality Radio Podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair, produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham, with very limited help from Jared. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.